You're listening to Creative Confidential with Brian Tuck. Brian is an attorney who represents startups, nonprofits, arts organizations, and people who work in the creative industries. As an arts entrepreneur, Brian is the founder and CEO of Performing Arts Live, a Pennsylvania nonprofit corporation dedicated to creating and supporting live performance opportunities for jazz and electronic artists. Its flagship program is the Allentown Jazz Fest. Brian is a TEDx speaker, a Grammy voter, and jazz musician. Creative Confidential begins now. Well, today we're going to uh, depart a little bit from what we normally do. Um, Usually we have one-on-one conversations with uh, performers, musicians, artists, painters, photographers, that kind of thing. Um, And we also do a little bit of... Uh, exploration into the nonprofit world, uh, how nonprofits operate, uh, how people can pursue careers in that uh, in that world, and uh, but today we have a little bit of everything. Uh, we have three guests. Uh, they are the driving force behind the Lehigh Valley Music Awards, which is a regional uh, awards uh, show for musicians in all you know, in all, in all styles. So, uh, today I'm joined by, uh, Rick Flores. Hello. And Aaron Money. Hello. And Gloria Domino. Hello. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks so much for taking some time, uh, to speak with us today. And, uh, you know, we're gonna have a little bit of a, uh, LVMA preview show, I guess is what we would, uh, what we would call this. So, um, you know, for those of you, we, you know, we do have listeners on the West coast and we're, we have a surprisingly or surprising to me, uh, anyway, uh, footprint where we have listeners from all over the country. So, you know, just to give those guys a little bit of context, um, the Lehigh Valley is a region of about 900,000 people. So it's the size of, uh, you know, Milwaukee or Columbus, Ohio, uh, or San Jose, California. Uh, the weather of course is not as good as uh, San Jose, but, uh, we do what we can. Um, and this group of people have have created uh, a regional music awards program, which is now in its seventeenth year. Uh, and to sustain anything in the nonprofit world is very tough. Uh, but to 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 be able to perpetuate something this long and uh, with as successful a trajectory as you're about to hear uh, is really really highly unusual. So you know, Rick, I was wondering if you could kind of take us through, you know, the, the early years, you know, how it, how it came about or, or Aaron or, or whoever would want to field that uh, question about, you know, where, where this idea started from and, and what the early years were like. The idea um, came out of another community-minded person who wanted to honor and promote musicians. And that was the first, actually the first two years and then I came on board in the second year and been on for 16 years. And what we really wanted to do was to not only honor and promote, but we wanted to be able to bring together all of the musicians and let them know who each other were. And so when we had the music awards, they feel as though it's a high school reunion. They get to see everybody because what we plan it on a Sunday afternoon. We don't want to do it on a Friday or Saturday because, you know, that's when you can get get paid for gigging and they all really enjoy getting together they don't see each other because they're all playing at the same time so we wanted to bring them together so that they could 
hear and see and communicate because they don't get a chance to do that. 17 years ago, it started out in little bars, and then I guess somewhere around the seventh year, we were at the Meadows in Hellertown. We outgrew the Meadows, and um, we went to Symphony Hall, and then we went to the Scottish Rite Cathedral in Allentown. And then five years ago, we partnered with ArtsQuest, and this will be our fifth show at ArtsQuest. So the so the evolution of the of the show was from, um, you know, a, a, I don't want to say informal, but if you're in your first year, you're you're hosting this event in your first or second year, where. It was at a local bar the first year. I don't know where it was at. It was at the Sterling Hotel a few years in the early part. So so, so this is very much like, uh, I don't want to, it's not a corner bar or a neighborhood bar. It, it The Sterling would hold maybe, what, four, 400, maybe. 400 people, yeah. plus or minus. And, you know, fast forwarding to, to, the, to the present day, so some of those other venues that uh, we just had mentioned – you know, or, you know, you go from a room that holds 400 to a room that holds six mm-hmm. to a room that holds 800. And then mm-hmm. uh, Symphony Hall in Allentown, which you mentioned, is, mm-hmm. a, is 1,200 seats mm-hmm. um, to its current uh, location, which is at a, a, a venue called the Music Fest Cafe, which is in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. It's adjacent uh, to the Sands Casino. It's not part of the sands but it's in if for people in the northeast corridor so they have some kind of point of reference uh the music fest cafe is ba- is was modeled after world cafe live in in philly so it's mm-hmm. about a thousand person capacity with uh you know there's obviously there's a floor and then there's a, a mezzanine where right. mm-hmm. you know you can you can either have people eating dinner you can clear the tables out and have general admission uh, you can set seats up theater style, like what happens for the uh, the awards show, and and so like let's take last year as an example. How many people did you have in attendance at at the last award show at the sixteenth? With the volunteers and the musicians and people that came out to support the show, I'm going to say probably. 600 and something? Yeah, it was like 630. I think Uh, think, uh, paid admission was 479, something along those lines. And that's a really big difference from the beginning. The first show um, was 10 awards and 100 people in attendance. And um, yeah, this this is not, yeah, this is not one of those shows where where there's uh, 20 guests and 20 awards and everyone goes home with a trophy. This is is actually, there's a, a lengthy voting. Uh, there's a lengthy online voting process, which we'll get into in a second. Um, how many categories do we have this year? Seventy, about we have approximately seventy, mm-hmm. seventy, and and that and those are specific to you know musical styles, um, instrumentalists. You know, for example, you know, best bass player or 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 harmonica or you know whatever whatever it may be. Um, it seems, though, as you're growing your audience in terms of the people that, that attend the event, can you give us a little bit of an idea of how many voters, you know, how – because it's only – you know, in a process like this is only as good as the kind of voting base, I would think. Um, can you give us a little bit of an idea of how many votes the voter 
group has grown over the last several years. Rick, do you want to take that? Sure. Uh, we generally try not to disclose the numbers for a couple of reasons, mainly because, as you said earlier, with the well, size sure. of the Lehigh Valley. Perce- we, I we, guess maybe if we talked in terms of percentages, you know, that would be a, a way to go to. Um, since we moved to our partnership with ArtsQuest, it's allowed us a lot more of a marketing uh, strength. And with that, we've now seen exponential growth year after year, um, including this year, which we're at almost about 250% of uh, participation of what we had last year. And that's just been growing exponentially from year to so year. You have, so you, you're, you're showing 250% growth in your voter base just year to year. Right. Okay. Yeah. And that's I, – I would expect that was largely due to how adept you guys are at uh, working the online – I mean because everybody votes online. Are, do right. you, you don't even accept – there are no paper ballot. There's no kind of old school um, methods of voting. It's all done via the website. Right. We will. We would make special exception if someone requested it. We would. We're not opposed to putting in a paper ballot and then mm-hmm. translating that into a digital form, but right. we are not asked to do. Well, that. it is 2015. Exactly. Well, it's almost 2016. By the time this is on, it'll be 2016. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, I think that if I could uh, provide a little of insight please. where the growth came from. I think that the partnership with ArtsQuest started to create a little bit more credibility towards the process in and of itself. At that time, the awards had over 150 categories. So we quickly identified that this was becoming convoluted for both your musician and industry professional who was now starting to be asked to provide information about subjects they had no idea about. And then more commonly, your fan who had would have maybe a recognition of one drummer or two drummers based upon bands that they follow, but really had didn't have the ability to provide a list of nominations of five drummers that they knew. And we were seeing patterns of behaviors where the same people were starting to win, and we were concerned that it wasn't necessarily because of talent or they deserved it, but it was because of the name recognition being so strong in this valley, which is so small. Um, so that's where you would see certain names, which I won't... Uh, quote names because I don't want to discredit anyone, but use certain names that just resonate sure. a more familiar with, in a more familiar way with people. And those are the names that you would end up seeing on the ballot, in, even in places where we knew that those people took a hiatus and weren't there mm-hmm. for that year. So when we saw this, we said, let's break the uh, ballot down to a smaller size so that it could uh, gain more credibility. And then from that, we separated it. To your point, now we're down to 70. And then through that in our promotion, no... Um, vehicles, including bringing on Aaron as our marketing uh, director, has allowed us to grow exponentially. So now people are more comfortable with the process, they have more faith in the process, and we're able to get the message out uh, in a lot more effective fashion. Well, and, that, and that's absolutely key that people understand their the, the voting process has integrity, you know, that it's not something where where someone can vote 800 times for the right. same person and, and all this, you know, and, and you know, kind of, game, you know, people can game the system, yeah. uh, uh, so to speak. Um, what what year did the partnership with ArtsQuest start? 2011. Yeah, and, to, and, and for those outside the region, ArtsQuest is uh, a, a, an organization that's unlike, really is, is very, very unique. Um, it operates a concert venue. It has a partnership with the PBS uh, TV affiliate in in the region here. Um, it runs a week long music festival in August that draws about a million, mm-hmm. you know, between nine hundred thousand 
and a million one in a good year. That's over a, a 10 day period. Uh, one of the largest uh, multi-day festivals in the country. And that covers all kinds of styles, bluegrass, jazz, R&B, hip hop, polka. I mean, you name it. They've, they've, they've got somebody performing on one of their stages. Um, and then they run concerts year round. Um, you know, arts quest is probably about a $20 million enterprise, uh, on an annual basis. It's uh, it is a massive company unto itself. So for you guys to be able to partner with them is, is huge. How did that, how did that come about? Did they approach you or did you approach them? Actually, about three years before we partnered, Patrick Brogan, who is the director over at ArtsQuest, he got in touch with me and said, can you come in? And I went in and he said, I'd like to do your sound, you know, take care of the the stage, be your producer of the stage. And I said, oh, that's wonderful. And so he basically, <coughs> this will be the eighth year, he handles all the production backstage and we were, Patrick is a one man army. That's yeah, he that's, is. That's for he sure. is. Um, he's wonderful. And when we went in for the partnership, he, you know, he was helping us and, and introducing us to everyone. And he just I think because of Patrick is why we're a partner, to tell you the truth, because he saw what we were trying to do, how we were improving. And he wanted to make it even help us make it even better. And to this day, I would say that that Patrick, uh, we get he deserves a lot of credit. He still is a big advocate for us. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So even through the changes that have happened at at uh, ArtsQuest with mm-hmm. their change in leadership, he's still there, uh, carrying the torch on our behalf. He and I are in constant communication about what the partnership looks like, where we can take it. So there's a lot of things that you'll start to see this year that we started to introduce last year. So you'll see the GOVMA being more present at ArtsQuest shows and events. We're working on some surprises for Music Fest for next year. Uh, mm-hmm. They they really are taking this partnership very seriously. Uh, we we recognize clearly that they are a much larger organization than we are, though our aspirations are very large as well. And the way we kind of see it is that we are working towards helping the talent and the musicians to uh, position themselves in a in a more lucrative way, where ArtsQuest is providing the environment and the the venues in order to showcase this talent. And if we can find that happy marriage there, and as we have, I think we'll continue to grow together. And and we should tell people that the the website for uh, we have two con- you know two concepts. There's a nonprofit organization called the. The Greater Lehigh Valley Music Association. Okay, so that's so that's the five hundred one that is the corporation that runs yes. the event, and then then there's the award show. So if people wanted to learn, and we'll we'll link to all these sites in our in our show notes so that people can listen and then they can easily navigate. But uh, how do I on the web? How do I get to get to the organization? Well, if you if. If you're looking for more information on the GLVMA, uh, check out glvma.org. And if you would like to learn more about the, the music awards, it's lehighvalleymusicawards.org. Okay. And also we should say that if you wanted to donate, since it is a 501, how would we do that? If you wanted to donate to the organization and you know take the tax break, uh, how to, tell us how to do that. There's a contact um, button on LehighValleyMusicAwards.org and on the GLVMA.org. You just have to send a message or give us a call, and we're always looking for sponsorship and always looking to partner with wonderful community people. Okay, so um, 
you know, we, we talked a little bit about Arts Quest and to get into the, you know, sort of the, the organization, your organization, um, you know, how many people like, for example, you know, board development, you, you have a lot of concerns when you're running an organization like this. Fundraising is a constant issue, whether you're the Philadelphia Orchestra or a startup with, uh, with, you know, two or three people, um, who, who runs, do you have a, de- a dedicated like development person that runs all of that for you, grant writing and all of that, or, or does that all happen uh, right now, we operate mainly as everything as a board decision. Okay. Um, so it's the organization is very small. We are on a growth path. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've only been in existence for about three years. This is my second year as the president. Um, so we are moving on a trajectory that is quite different than the initial concept was laid out right. for. So this originally was just created to be this legal protective service of the music awards. So mm-hmm. and through that, um, we found that. Our identity was very much embedded in the music awards, so we started to grow beyond that. Um, there's a lot of things that the musicians need outside of just being recognized, and that's the main uh, mission of the GOVMA is to help the the area the musicians, and in doing so, educating our children so that we can enrich the tapestry of the the music awards or the music scene. So, so what are some of so setting the awards show to the side for a moment? Um, what other projects or, you know, okay. strategically, where do you want to take the nonprofit? Where else do you want to go in terms of education or scholarships or, you know, tell me a little bit about that. Well, we currently do offer uh, scholarships for students who are exiting uh, high school and going into secondary education and music. Uh, those awards are given at the Lehigh Valley. I mean, those scholarships are given at the Music Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have another event called the Arts on the Move, which is a annual event we do at America on Wheels, the Car Museum in Allentown, mm-hmm. and that is where that is our main fundraiser for the scholarships. Okay. Um, and then outside of that, we have four different programs that we're working on that are not event centric and then we have two other events that we're working on that obviously are event centric um yeah man and and managing the calendar becomes a real issue i mean yeah. you, you know you can't whether and and this is not a startup by at least by my definition you know i mean you you've been out the corporation's been in existence for a couple of years now the your flagship program is 17 years old you've got uh really good brand recognition in the award show. Everybody knows in the region what it is. Um, but you can't, you know, a handful of people can't do everything. Yep. So, yep. you know, you got to spread these things out where you've got the, the, the award show happens, what late March, early April, the first Sunday in March. Early okay. March. Er, early March. Okay. March so six. So, and, and your, your arts on the move event happens when October, October, Okay, so you've got fall and spring covered and, and, you know, summer is really tough. You know, it's tough to produce live events unless it's concert based because otherwise everybody's on vacation or, you know, and, and fundraising is really difficult in the summer. Oh, in the summer is where we, uh, we, we fill in a lot of promotional needs with ArtsQuest. So we do the Levitt show down at the Levitt Pavilion. They do a free concert series out there. And we have representation there. Um, okay. With the first weekend is actually the preview weekend, which is spotlighting winners from the Lehigh Valley Music Awards. So we do try to keep ourselves uh, active mm-hmm. in, in between those times. But to your point, there is certainly there is certainly a personnel 
concern. That's always our sure. biggest focus. It's yeah. what we talk about all yeah, the time. time. Time management is a killer. Right. It really, it really is. And um, especially, you know, it's in the nonprofit world, it's about finding the right people that are going to follow through with their commitments mm-hmm. and who also don't need their hands help. And that really becomes the, the challenge is it's not many of those people lying around there. And I, you know, I'm so fortunate to be joined by two others on, on the board who are, mm-hmm. um, and, there's in the nonprofit world, there's a lot of disappointments with things, but there's a lot of surprises too. We do find a lot of people who are willing to help. And I think a big part is finding the strengths and, and assigning people to the right task. Right. Um, but to your point, um, personnel is a, a big concern. And right now we are actively looking for someone to manage our HR, our human resources, because um, we do have some needs as far as volunteer charters that need to be refreshed, um, mm-hmm. uh, just commitments and expectations that. I think can be short up a little bit. Well, now being able to partner with an organization like arts quest who is exceptionally good at event management Mm -hmm. is huge. Um, and I don't think, um, people may appreciate that unless they're sitting in your chair where you may have an idea or even to promote a one-off concert, Sounds great in con in concept. You know, this is going to be fantastic. We're going to have tons of people and all of this. And you have to be prepared to succeed. If you do have a lot of people to show up, you need to think about all of these very uh, ground level issues. You know, do you have security? Mm-hmm. Do you have restrooms for people? Are there, you know, is there food and drink and all of that stuff? And if somebody gets sick, what do you do? And is there a plan in place if, you know, God forbid something happens during the event, you know, how do you, you know, emergency planning and say, and things. So to be able to partner with ArtsQuest takes you guys down the road. I mean, it skips you forward in terms of having to do all that by trial and error, which is not the way I would recommend, you know, learning all of that stuff. Uh, so kudos on that. Um, so why don't we talk a little bit about the 2016 event and, uh, Maybe if, you know, this this episode will air uh, probably the end of January. So for you listening now, uh, this is going to be coming up around the corner about five weeks from now. Um, it's the, we're the first weekend in March on Sunday. What's the actual date? It's March 6th and it starts at 4 p.m. 4 p.m. But doors open at 3. Doors open at 3. And, and how does one buy tickets? They go for- to the um, steelstacks.org. Yep. So we'll, we will link to that so that everyone uh, – I, I never can keep it straight whether that's spelled uh, C-K-S or with an X. S-T-E-E-L-S-T-A-C-K-S. Okay. For, yeah. Org. yeah, some some people spell that differently in the region. It's a, long, it's a very long and boring story, but which we won't go into. Um, <laughs> now, the last – I think um, I was not at the 16th – event i was at the 15th award show and it was you could barely find room to stand so um buy buy your tickets early do you have a lot of day of event sales how did that how is that how how has your experience been the last couple of years in the in the past we have people buy tickets at the door um more people are buying tickets online we would suggest this year that you do buy online before because this year we really are going to have a wonderful, like the show is going to be great yeah, again. We, we, this is this year we we do have concerns about capacity. 
right. with the growth that we've been tra- uh, the trajectory we're on. So we do recommend people get their tickets early. Uh, to answer your question, it's about ninety percent of sales happen the day of the event. Right. And I was just that, yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I was going to ask mm-hmm. you. If there's nothing more nerve wracking, um, or at least I can only speak for myself, but um, there's nothing more nerve wracking than realizing you have to wait until 72 hours before the event to realize what you have on your hands mm-hmm. when all the money's already spent. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. You know, you may have put tens of thousands of dollars out the door to produce something and you don't know if you're going to get 10 people, a hundred, a thousand, you know, 500, whatever it's going to be. So, um, you know, in terms of, and we, I'm not, I'm not trying to get too inside, you know, two kind of inside baseball with, with the sponsorships, but uh, in addition to Earth's Quest, you know, who else are you seeing a lot of support from in terms of sponsorship dollars? Sure. I mean, and by that, I mean, are you, are you, are you receiving funds from foundations, from corporate partners, from individuals? Where, where does most of your money come from? Well, this year, again, we are uh, proudly title sponsored by Tri Outdoor uh, Advertising. Okay. Um, they've helped us quite a bit with billboard space and right. um, uh, other other um, means. Uh, we also have a media partnership with Lehigh Valley Live and the Express Times. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a TV sp- uh, partnership with or sponsorship with Service Electric, who airs the show uh, for broadcast, right. records it for broadcast. We also have a new partnership or a, a new sponsorship with Chevy Twenty One. Yep. So you so mostly I'm hearing a lot of corporate and and you know in a, on a very from a very macro level, um, you know you have three main streams of income when you're running in a, uh, an organization like this. You've got uh, or maybe four. You've got you know corporate sponsorship. You've got foundation money, which usually requires at least twelve months lead time. So you know for the jazz festival, for example, the grants that we're writing now are not for the 16 event, they're for the 17 event because sometimes foundation boards only meet twice a year. And you got to get your app in in February so they can look at it in September for a payout that's going to happen in December or January, you know, like 14 months out. So um, you've got individual donors, which is a tough base to cultivate, but there's lots of tools now. You know, there's probably more tools now to use uh, with, uh, you know, like, you know, customer relationship management software, CRM uh, software, like uh, like patron manager or something like that. And then you've got ticket sales, which are really nothing you want to have to count on, quite honestly, right? I mean, that's, I always look at ticket sale revenue like it's gravy. Like we need to pay for the event through sponsorships so we know that our, our expenses are covered. And then, you know, you know, fortunately for you guys, you don't have a lot of weather risk. It's it's springtime. You're not going to have a blizzard. Well, it's March. Well, you know, it's some, March. Yeah. It's never happening. It's not going to okay, happen this well, year. <laughs> it's not going to happen this year. We've declared that that's not allowed. Um, you know, and, and having it indoors, I, I you know, personally, like for the jazz festival, we always stay away from outdoor events because it's also in the spring. Right. And you just never know what you're going to get. And you know, keeping it indoors, the climate is controlled and, and, and all of that really kind of protects that ticket revenue. Um, and if I can, yeah. I would like to mention that we do keep our tickets at a minimum. So oh, yeah, they're, I mean, they're $20 yeah. and it's a great show. 
Absolutely. Uh, what now? What can we look forward to in terms of performers, or is that I mean that set yet, or not announced, or we're going to announce that in the future? What are we? Um, we're still in process of contacting some of the performers. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a, a few national acts. We always try to have a, a national act or two as a surprise. Right. Um, so we we may not even disclose that once we know. Um, but right now we're in we're in process, and we're not at the point where we're ready to announce. Right. I think at this point, it just needs to be said that when you see the ballot, you know, the new, we've got so many new people who are on the ballot this year, and it's really exciting. And I think it's going to breathe a lot of just fresh air in, into the situation. And I think we're going to see a lot of new people. Now, how, how does an artist get on the ballot? What's the process for that happening? I'll walk through. Um, we have an open nomination process, which happens online. So... The way that this whole voting selection works is that for two weeks, we have an open nomination process where we identify all of the award categories and both on the fan and industry ballot. So we have the fan ballot, which is a popular popularity contest, for lack of a better term, in which anyone can vote. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have an industry ballot, which is which is uh, there's some more due diligence that uh, which occurs in which someone has to be part of the industry, a musician or in a supporting role in the music industry. And then we vet that personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so then on both ballots, you have an open nomination process, which are just open fields. So album of the year, five open fields, people put in whatever is in there. Mm-hmm. And then once we that period is over, it goes through a seven-step uh, evaluation process in which we vet all of the nominees, the nominations for both uh, credibility from the person and make sure that they, they qualify. And then obviously going through and making sure that the people that they're nominating um, – deserve the nomination so if an album is is put in there that it came out within the qualifying period and stuff like that and then after that it takes us about two weeks to compile everything and then we have what we're in right now which is the voting process so then the top five from every category get moved into the voting ballot and then that is a radio button selection with an open field for Mm write-ins for every category right and that's how that's how nominations and voting works and in the past write-ins have won numerous times and and the vote the actual voting period is how long? Two, Two weeks, weeks as well. Two weeks. So there's a campaign leading up to the date on which voting begins, uh, and then you've got a 14 day window to get your votes in. And I mean, it's hard to it really is hard to miss if if you're on social media, you're you're whoever's doing that. And I'm looking at Aaron. I'm sure that's you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, really does a fantastic job Thank with you. with uh, with just being everywhere all the time, or it seems that way anyway. It's not. Uh, it's not easy. Well, we definitely get a lot of help from from Arts Quest with that as well, um, and as well as our sponsors. It's a very deliberate uh, tactic as well. Sure. Um, we, uh, we in the past that was part of the um, criticism we would receive, and you know we're we're constantly listening for feedback. We're always listening to the community, and mm-hmm. one of the things we would hear is that the nominations would start and they didn't know, so right. that a lot of people were missing the ballot. Um, and they wouldn't make the ballot, and then that would that wouldn't play it out so well. So what we did is we created the uh, GLVM, GLVMA liaison program, in which we have artists from different genres that basically have a little bit of a lead time on some of our announcements, so that they can get out the word to their respective genres. Right. Okay. And we and we've seen a, a tremendous. Uh, that's a great. That's a great idea. That. Um, and this year, uh, to Aaron's point, we have. 
many new names on the ballot. Uh, we're very proud of some of the smaller genres that struggled with getting representation in, in previous years, which are very prevalent now in, in many of the categories. Um, th- one of the controversial things going on right now is that our ballot doesn't reflect a lot of those familiar names that we were talking about earlier. So some of the names that w- are staples in the in the industry, which isn't to say that they're not deserving of it, didn't make the ballot just based on the pure numbers because right. of the motivation that is coming from some of these smaller camps. But I, it's but it's a reflection of growth. Uh, well, it's a reflection of growth and of the will of all of the people who have participated in the voting yep. process. Right. So it's not anything the organization Definitely has no not. control. I think uh, over we had about twenty five percent new or even more new artists on the ballot, didn't we this mm-hmm. year? Yes. Okay, well, everybody should go to both websites immediately and and donate money as much as you can. <laughs> or, I, time. I, or time. Or time. time. I know I know what it's like. I mean, you're you're constantly in fundraising mode or if you can find quality people to uh, to participate in the mission however they can, whether they're HR people or they may be retired marketing executive from some company that has a certain kind of strength that fits a need that, that you guys may have. Um, and, uh, you know, best of luck. We're, we're, I'm very interested to see uh, what happens at the 17th annual Lehigh Valley Music Awards. And we will we'll have links to all of these things in our show notes. And uh, good luck. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. We appreciate your time. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Creative Confidential with Brian Tuck. To have Brian consult for your arts organization or public speaking engagements, or if you have legal matters you want to discuss, contact him at tucklaw.com. That's T-U-K-Law.com. For future episodes, please subscribe to Creative Confidential on iTunes or visit us at creativeconfidential.net. This has been a Steve Mittman Social Media Creation. Creation. Steve Mittman, socialmedia.com. Dot com. Dot com.